This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's walk off win! Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the show today, Paul Charchian, friend of the show. We'll share some fantasy football deep sleepers, some potential busts, and some of his favorite futures bets for the coming season. But first, let's go over last night in Major League Baseball. And somehow, some way, we need to make Ellie De La Cruz one of the key focal points of the All-Star game next week because he's sensational. He creates storylines intentionally unintentionally it doesn't matter the latest involves an insane home run he hit before and after a little bit of controversy they're calling it knob gate where umpires checked ellie de la cruz's bat for a swing tracker on the knob of his bat and as it turned out it was legal as far as his equipment was concerned so after that was cleared for his next at bat ellie de la cruz launched a home run into the second deck, 455 feet, 111.6 miles per hour of exit velocity. And then he asked some players to check his bat again. Quote, it's just to tell everybody the knob is not the reason why I'm doing a good job, De La Cruz said. It's because of all the work I'm putting out there. This guy is so much fun and he's so young. Like baseball needs this. And I think we need this, Aaron. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of annoyed with Davey Martinez. Like, why are you pooing <laughs> guy's success and like, oh, I didn't like his antics. It's just kind of annoying, Davey. You know, especially if you're <laughs> try you're looking at whatever's going on with this bat you're wrong and then you're saying you don't like his antics i'd be frustrated if i was ellie de la cruz too and showing off a little bit like see (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I mean i i get that like sometimes gamesmanship in baseball can come across in a variety of ways but at the same time you know you don't want to slow the game down so substantially or the fact that someone so young is, is so successful that right away you're accusing him of something or asking a bunch of questions. Like, I think at some point, you know, there has to be, you know, reading of the room, I guess, that, okay, yeah, if there is some cheating going on, then yeah, you call it out. But you need to be absolutely positively sure that it's okay. A knob that looks different than, say, other bats and other knobs, I suppose, uh if it looks substantially different, then you got to trust that the umpires know what they're doing and they are aware of equipment and what sort of violations could ensue, those kinds of things. 
So I, I look at that and go, yeah, you're, you're completely right. Like th- those conversations, like they should not have lasted as long as they did when baseball was trying to speed games up. The last thing that you want to do is come in there and accuse people of things. And turns out you're just delaying the game, so to speak. You know, maybe it's one of those times when uh, nearly all of Major League Baseball uh, became a Reds fan for one evening. Yeah, I mean, he's like an electrifying player. He's fun to watch. It's been great to see what he's done for this Reds team and just baseball overall. I get it. The old traditions, like you're not supposed to celebrate and show off and all the old school things in baseball. But at the same time, like times are changing and sometimes you just need to adapt with that and accept it. Perhaps, perhaps it it is something too, where the Reds are now leading the National League Central, uh, despite being in division with the the lovable Cubs and the favorite of the Milwaukee Brewers. We're talking about the Reds a lot because of how young and exciting this ball club is. And it does feel like that just about every day, there's something to talk about with Cincy, whether it's something Ellie De La Cruz is doing because of his speed or his power, whatever it is, or something the rest of the ball club is doing. There's always a story with them. And Mm -hmm. they've certainly become fan favorites uh, because of that. Now, as batters, you want to be careful because, yes, the Reds have a two-game lead, but I wouldn't count out the Brewers just yet. And I think the Cubs should still be in that conversation. Uh, But at the same time, I, I look at this and go, you know what? What the Reds are doing just makes it fun. And whatever we can do to talk about them more, whether it's L.A. De La Cruz somehow being in the All-Star game next week or, you know, maybe rooting uh, rooting on the Reds to, to win the division, something like that. This is just good for baseball. Yeah. And do the Brewers scare you that much? I mean, do you think they're a much better team than the Reds? Because I was waiting for the Reds, like, you know, to fall off a little bit. And they've been consistent, really. And the Brewers, like you mentioned, just two games back, the Cubs seven. But I don't know. I'm even kind of looking to fade the Brewers today. We'll get to that. <laughs> That's interesting. Later. We- <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. Because uh, it's possible that we may be going head to head as far as that one's concerned. Ah. Uh, other baseball headlines here. Yeah, maybe. Shop, uh, you A's and me going head to head? Gosh, that That's never, never happens. <laughs> First time in the history of BetQL Daily. Aaron e versus E. Yes. Up. E versus E. <laughs> A crime of vowels is about to occur here. What up, Silver? Can you hear us? <laughs> I like it. Uh, the A's dominated the Tigers 12-3. to Should have taken Oakland on the money line, but that's okay. Uh, you know, still a winning bet. And then uh, the Cubs, a ninth-inning comeback, uh, perhaps to save the season. Yeah, there's still seven games out of it, but it's possible that the Reds and Brewers uh, fall back down to reality. And so I think the Cubs, especially when you look at third-order wins, things like that, uh, they should still very much be in the mix. Uh, but... I want to move on now. Uh, well, here's Joe. Uh, welcome in, Joe. Uh, great to have you with us. Uh, tell us something about Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, give him some accolades that we haven't already. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell you said, but uh, yeah, the Reds now, what, nine games above 500, a two-game lead, but they're still minus, mm-hmm. as you just alluded to with the Cubs. Negative as far as the run differential, but, man, they just keep smashing teams. That was awesome last night. That was a really cool moment. If you're going to check somebody, if you're going to make that move, you better be right. And the Nationals 
uh, or so damn wrong. So that was uh, that was an entertaining <laughs> moment uh, on on the sports calendar. Happy San Francisco won. They didn't score again much at all, but uh, thank you for keeping my week alive, San Francisco. Uh, blinking Seattle to nothing, and uh, you know Boston won last night. But happy to see that their offense still stinks. So uh, the the under came <laughs> in uh, Texas and Boston uh, last night. So, man, you just hit on it though. But uh, that was any easy call, I guess. Like after the fact, the Detroit, the Detroit number was just out of this world for a guy just right. making his return from injury and uh, twelve to three taking care of business. One more quick note. I don't know if you guys hit on this one. The Phillies on the road, 11 straight wins. 11 straight wins on the road. Uh, They were so terrible to start the season there, and uh, now uh, that's leveled off. So uh, they take care of Tampa Bay. They're looking for a sweep. So uh, good on the Phillies. Looking pretty uh, strong right now. And also Waldachuk. How about that? I was looking to fade him. Not, not good. It's on worked my a part. lot. Yeah, just not <laughs> yesterday. Right. There will be other opportunities to fade him. Don't worry. We, we got a long way to go. It'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to basketball here. Because, uh, Aaron, I'd love to get your uh, take here on uh, Giannis and how he underwent a cleanup procedure in his left knee. Uh, team says he should be ready for training camp in September. Uh, Sham says Giannis is uncertain for Greece's uh, FIBA World Cup play this summer, uh, per his sources. I guess it's something where he did miss a little bit of time during the regular season because of, uh, I guess, what the team called knee soreness. But I wonder if this points to another idea that as great as Giannis is, certainly top five player in the NBA right now, because of the wear and tear on his body, are you concerned at all that perhaps his age curve, you know, drops off just a little bit more steeply or that maybe his longevity is such to where he can't be relied upon to drop, you know, 50 and 20 every single night. It's something where as he gets older, he's going to need more and more help to a much greater extent than say other big men might need just because that longevity could be in question. I get what you're saying, but I think if it's like a, just a routine knee cleanup, that it's a pretty minor surgery that shouldn't be a big setback. And it's still, what, July 6th right now? Plenty of time. I mean, and we've been talking about it a lot, like how much the regular season really matters now in the NBA. So in terms of like load management and all of that, I think he'll be just fine. It wasn't like he tore his ACL or something. Right. Yeah, as far as age, I would think it's not that much of a uh, deal. But, you know, it's been a decade. And those are hard minutes. And that's why he ends up sitting a lot. And over the last four seasons, he has not played 68 games. Now, that's just part of the league now. That's common practice where, okay, this is a good red spot. Back-to-back, you don't need to do this. We've got three and four. And the NBA's removed a lot of those. But it's interesting. Some of the things that we've complained about for a number of years, it looks like the NBA is trying to fix. I don't know that it's all going to work. Uh, we see them testing some stuff in the summer league, flopping stuff they're trying to get rid of that people have complained about. Uh, the, the scheduling where, okay, we've got to sit Kawhi, we've got to sit this star or that star. They're trying to remove those spots. 
and um, and then this report yesterday about the the in season tournament, which we don't really know that much about. And it, it's kind of strange that they're going to announce this on TV on Saturday with a bunch of their young stars, right? Yeah, it is, and you know. A, how much do we care about this? I would argue somewhat, but not enormously. But also, yeah. too, if we're dealing with load management, Aaron, I don't know if I want to like call this like a glorified summer league, but I would not be surprised if this is a, it's sort of a tournament where you're dealing with excessive load management. I mean, I'm sure there are contractual things that require the stars to play up to a certain point. But there are a lot of permutations to this where it may not be a tenth as exciting as the playoffs if it's done poorly. I agree. When I, I mean, I know they've been talking about doing something like this for a while, and we're going to get more details this weekend about it. But my first reaction was like, I don't really like it. And if I'm a player, I hate it. So I, I don't right? know. Maybe it'll be cool. But I, I wasn't overly excited about it. To say the least, no. I don't think it's the not best it, idea. Not interested. Uh, but let me ask you this. Are any of us soccer uh -huh. fans? Kind of. Casual? Okay. Bandwagon? Yeah. yeah. With, <laughs> with what we've seen, it, it sounds like this is what Silver's doing. He's trying mm -hmm. to bring some elements that he likes in soccer over to the NBA. Uh, there's going to be the, the six different groups, a group stage with a random draw. Then you get to the knockout stage, two wild cards. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know that fans are going to love it. But my first reaction is, this is dumb. It's NFL season. It's college football season. Get out of my face. You're going to have this Final Four in Vegas. You're going to have games on the December 7th. Oh, look, Thursday night football. Oh, December 9th. Oh, uh, that, that's my slate of college football. No, not interested at, in the least. Uh, yeah, I assume it's still going on December 9th with college football. I, I get confused like when the big break is. But like, I, I just mm -hmm. don't see people getting worked up about this at all. It's like they're used to, they're used to their routine as far as sports goes. It's almost like he's okay. trying a little too hard because a lot of NBA fans, you know, if you're really in the NFL, you don't really start paying attention until after Christmas or around that time. And so it's yeah. like, you want to start this then? I thought about that. Like, oh, it's something to bet on. Maybe I'll get into it. But the timing of it, I'll have way too many other things on my plate that I'm betting on and researching. And I just think this is going to get pushed to the side. I, I will say this, though. Perhaps if any commissioner deserves the benefit of the doubt, as far as <laughs> thinking outside the box, it might be yeah. silver. I mean, this I agree, nine I seed, him. ten seed playoff thing. Yeah, like he's come up with some, you know, rather unusual, unorthodox ideas, and they've largely worked. I mean, I'm thinking about the the play-in games with the nine seed and the ten seed. That perhaps was an extension of the COVID era, but my goodness, that's led to some really exciting basketball. I feel like this is something that you know has is a lot more well thought out than we're giving it credit for. And Probably. This, I hope he so. figures it out. Yeah. And, and I will say December yeah. 9th, that's Saturday, is the Army-Navy date. So th that was smart to schedule it yes. in that specific week. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, today's MLB card and Aaron and Ed go head-to-head -head right here on the BetQL Network.